So one means that we can use to allow our hearts to stay with wise objects, to associate internally with the wise, is to recollect the goodness that we've created. So the Buddha uh, taught a sevana jabalana, so not associating with fools, to associate with the wise and to honor those worthy of honor. So we don't um, associate with external fools. So um, bad friends, for example. So there's uh, people who are devoid of wisdom. And if we follow them, then this can bring great loss to ourselves. So just like children, if they make bad friends, um, they will pull them towards laziness, towards just playing frivolous games um, and becoming addicted to computer games. And they won't want to go to school or listen to their parents. So when we follow the wise, however, um, then we meet with good things. And so the external wise people uh, from the very time that we're born are a mother and a father. And uh, they help us. And they can teach and guide us, telling us what things are dangerous, what things we should avoid, giving us knowledge. And they help to teach us about everything that we need to know. And so children, um, they rely upon their parents in this way. Uh, But these days they have, or their way of thinking is different from this. And they see it as just being a parent's obligation to take care of their child. They don't really bring much benefit to their lives. And this way of thinking, it's not correct. And actually these thoughts are foolish thoughts. Because if a mother, once their child was born, didn't feed their baby, then it would very quickly die. Or even when the baby was in the womb, if they didn't look after it, it would die the same. And there are some children who, when they're born to this world, uh, they just get thrown away. And even in the Buddha's time, this happened. There was a baby that was born, and his uh, mother and threw him away into a rubbish heap. And the baby eventually became known as Jivaka, um, that the one who has life. So uh, he had a lot of merits that he was able to survive. It actually turned out that a cow protected him. And there were dogs that found uh, this baby in the rubbish heap and were going to eat it. Uh, But this cow came and protected him. And the king um, heard uh, some strange sounds and wondered what that was, and eventually came to uh, protect this child. And so managed to survive, and it shows the great merit uh, that he had. And he eventually attained to being a sotapanna. So... Some children, even though they are tossed away like this, they're able to survive. 
but it's usually the case that if a mother doesn't care for their child, doesn't have that love for them, then uh, the baby will simply die because they're not able to assist themselves or help themselves. So if that love um, is missing for their child, then that often leads to their death. So our parents um, are the wise people in our lives when we're babies, and they help to teach us right from the time that we're born. And even while uh, the baby is in the womb, and the mother is still able to teach it certain things. You can even teach language while the baby is in the womb. And so if, um, while the mother is pregnant, uh, she goes and does many good things uh, and keeps goodness within her heart, and this will help the child once it's born to develop a good character. But conversely, if the mother is often in bad moods or is depressed, and then the child will have a disposition towards depression. And so our parents uh, turn into the wise people who look after their children. They help to raise their child, um, help to teach them to not be lazy, and they go to school, they want them to make good friends and uh, get good grades. And if they don't do this, if they don't make good friends, then it's easy for them to go astray, for them to get addicted to games. Or when they get older, then they may start smoking or start doing drugs, drinking a lot of alcohol. And this can bring a lot of harm and damage to their lives. So we can see that even though people may be very wealthy, may have a lot of material things, and their lives are very complete externally, but that money, it's not able to bring inner happiness. Our wealth doesn't possess an energy that can bring happiness into our hearts, because it's just a physical property. We're able to use these material things uh, to bring us a certain degree of physical ease and pleasure that we get. Uh, but we'll see that when we just leave those material things to be as they are, then they don't have any energy to them. They're not able to bring us any happiness. And so we do want this happiness, and people try to find it in different ways. If they meet with bad friends, then they may try to uh, make money in very unwholesome ways. So initially their friends may invite them to take drugs with them, and eventually they may start selling those drugs. If they do that, then there's a good chance that they may get caught and they'll end up in jail. When they're in jail, then their friends just abandon them because they are afraid that if they go to visit uh, their friends, um, then the police might catch them as well. So in the end, it's just their mother and father who care for them, who come to visit them. 
Um, initially, they were interested in this money, which led them to sell these drugs. Um, and it's their friends that took them to do this. But when they're in a really hard spot, their friends disappear. So for many people, um, when they're in this position, it's easy for them to recollect the goodness of their mothers and fathers, that it's really apparent to them at that time when they're in jail and they're the only people who come to visit them. And they come every single day. So they can gain an understanding of the Dhamma through that and gain a, an inkling of the goodness, of the care that their parents have for them. Even though they're going through um, a lot of suffering, um, still their parents come to help them. Uh, but their friends have all disappeared. So having good friends associating with good people is very important because they assist us in doing good deeds. And it's um, important for children to make good friends as well. It's especially so if they go to study overseas uh, because it's very, there are a lot of people and a lot of students overseas who drink much alcohol and, uh, and they'll just get invited to do that as well. And those young people who practice the Dhamma, who keep the precepts, are very few. So if there's a group of 20 friends and 19 of them drink alcohol, then it's natural that they're going to try to invite the other one um, to drink along with them. Because that's just the nature of the mind, of the spirit uh, that likes to become intoxicated, is that it tries to draw others in as well. And so they're actually spirits or ghosts who are kind of alcoholic ghosts, and they like to uh, draw other people into this state as well. Um, and so they find the opportunity, and they have a kind of a special influence over those people who are drunk. So if we meet with wise people and we stay close to them, then they'll help us to seek out good things. But if we are with foolish people, um, then they'll take us towards harm. And so the fools are those who are gangsters and those who like to go out um, on town during the night, and those who drink alcohol and those who gamble. So they can, or they will, uh, try to invite us to do these things as well. They can try to coerce us to steal things and to break the precepts in many ways. In the end, however, uh, with these friends, they'll just uh, leave us. So therefore, we need to be wise um, about this. We need to gain knowledge and uh, select our friends. So just like a mother and a father, they try to teach their children, try to bring them towards good things. So with fools, um, there are both external fools and inner fools. And with, when the mind is in a foolish state, we need to be very cautious about it. 
So it's natural for us when we live our lives in society that we'll try to find people to be with, we'll try to find friends. And otherwise, uh, we can get very lonely. And for myself, um, when during one of the early years as a monk, when I was at Wat Nombapong, uh, <clears throat> my mind was um, quite dependent upon Lumpur Cha. And all of the monks there had great respect for Lumpur Cha. We'd like to recollect him. Whenever we thought about him, we'd feel inner warmth. There was one day when he went off to a branch monastery, and the monastery suddenly felt very quiet and lonely. And when the sun started setting, then there was a very um, secluded and lonely atmosphere. There was even some animals that were calling out, um, and it made the whole uh, forest feel very lonely. So Lumpucha, he had a special energy to him. And when he was in the monastery, you could really feel that. But also when he left, you could feel the absence. So when I was feeling like this, feeling kind of down and lonely, um, I walked out of my hut and I saw a sign on a tree. And the sign said that um, even though the people in your life may be with you now, in not long they'll be dead. So this brought me to recollect death and wisdom could come up. My mind went into a place of stillness and peace, and I was able to overcome this emotion of loneliness and depression. So we do need friends, and oftentimes if we go to a lonely place, to a secluded place, then we can feel quite strange. So it was one time that I went to stay by a river in quite a secluded spot, and um, there was a very weird atmosphere to that place, and I felt lonely there. But then I started to chant the Padimokha, and I was able to gain mindfulness. And uh, the heart was able to overcome this emotion. I could experience inner peace. So our minds do need something um, that they can depend on, that they can use to bring up mindfulness. So we do need an object, an object of recollection, an object to keep our minds firm and stable. So we can see that this, the warmth that we have um, between people is very important. So just like uh, with a mother and father and their child and staying in a house, then there's a feeling of warmth there. And then that place, that home, that province will have a special meaning for their child, even if they leave home. Um, but when they go back to that province, um, they'll feel a sense of warmth there. But if their parents move to another place, then that doesn't have much meaning to them um, anymore. So for myself, um, my mother used to live in uh, Sarapuri province. 
But, and so when I went to that province, then there was a special feeling about it. Later on, however, she moved to Bangkok, and I went to uh, Sarapuri, and there just wasn't any meaning, there wasn't any feeling there. And so it is important, um, these people, our mothers and fathers, they have a special energy, an important energy in our lives. So Venerable Ananda once said to the Buddha that having good friends, being with wise people, is half of the holy life. And the Buddha responded saying that that's not how it is. It's not half the holy life, that being with the wise is 100% of the holy life. So we need to find wise friends, um, but we can also be a wise friend ourselves. We can invite those around us to do goodness. So there was a previous life of the Buddha while he was a bodhisattva, and uh, he was born into a wealthy family, and materially he had everything, but he wasn't interested in going to the monastery. During that time, it was the time of a a different Buddha, a previous Buddha, uh, who had attained awakening. And the Bodhisattva, he had a friend who was a Brahmin, and he also had attained to the stage of Anagami. So this friend was very um, keen in going to listen to the Dhamma, and he invited the Bodhisattva to go with him, and he just wouldn't go, no matter how his friend tried to convince him. He just wasn't interested in going. So in the end, uh, his friend grabbed him by his top knot and tugged him to the monastery. He was able to um, regain his mindfulness, to gain a sense of himself at that point. Um, because he saw that this was a really uh, extreme thing to do, that in India at that time to, or the top knot was the highest point of someone's body that had great meaning and usually it showed very high respect for it. And uh, so to grab someone's top knot was an extreme thing to do and something his friend had never done before. So through this he was able to gain a sense of himself and he went to listen to the Dhamma and then he ordained. His friend, however, didn't ordain because he had to take care of his parents, that both his mother and his father were blind. So there's great goodness that comes from associating with wise people, that they take us towards good things. They encourage us to be generous, to make merit, to use our time well. This is what happens when we associate with the wise, both externally and internally. So there can be many obstacles that we have to pass through when we try to do good things. So like just coming to the monastery, maybe some people try to stop us from coming here. Or we may, or some people may get ill and that prevents them from coming. Different things in the world change and it becomes difficult to travel. Maybe it, it could be raining very hard, which makes uh, driving dangerous and tough. 
And there can also be some people who try to discourage us. Let's see someone who is very charitable, very good, and they get jealous. So they try to prevent them from doing those good things. So there are many of these obstacles, many fools externally. Um, and But if our hearts have enough energy, then we're able to overcome these. Even though there are all these obstructions, um, we find that the goodness and the merit that we do, it's truly ours, it belongs to us. This merit that we create through generosity, through keeping the precepts, and through the cultivation of the heart. If we can pass over the obstacles to these things, then our hearts will gain a brightness. And this brightness turns them into devas, uh, right here in the present moment. And then when the body dies, then we go to a celestial place. And so this is important, the goodness we create, and it's also important for us to understand that the mind isn't destroyed at death. That even though it still arises and ceases, arises and ceases, but it doesn't become destroyed. It still carries on um, following causes and conditions. So therefore all of us should try to cultivate goodness, should try to associate with wise people and distance ourselves uh, from fools. And when we do meet with wise people, um, then this will bring us success in our lives. So may all of you grow in blessings.